Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Oh, the battle that always happens on a Wednesday when producer Dean is here because he takes over with the hump day (laughs) and wickety whack Wednesday is lost. And oh my gosh, we had to hear the fighting and then he claimed it to be hump uh, day last Wednesday. So now with the boys gone, Janelle. Yes. It can be whatever we want it to be today. (laughs) How about we leave it to the listeners? It's whatever you want it to be. It is Hump Day or Wickety Whack Wednesday. Good Whenever morning. Like. Good morning. <laughs> uh, so to, last night was uh, a Sens game. Well, you know, we don't want to stress too much uh, about the Sens game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, bad loss, 5-2 at home against they were doing the so good. LA Kings. Yeah. <gasps> they were like four out of five wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not last night, though. Mm-hmm. Not great. No. no. But something else did win last night. We were big winners. Yeah, we were. Um, it's incredible how many people stopped by for the Suns game and uh, stopped by the Move 100 booth and dropped off a toy for us. Yeah, I saw the photos. There was a lot of toys collected. And, of course, we continue this all through the month. Uh, right till December 16th, you can drop off an official Toy Mountain uh, bin in one of the shopping centers, etc. Um, of course, you can do your online donations as well at toymountain.ca. But tomorrow's a really big day for us here. Yeah, I love this. I mean, we haven't been able to do this for a couple of years now. I think, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I've only had the chance to do it once since I've moved here. I am looking forward to that uh, teddy bear mountain. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> So tomorrow what happens is we get to go down to Salvation Army, um, like kind of headquarters, and we uh, wait for the fire trucks to pull up, the firefighters that have been collecting and collected, of course, throughout the um, toy parade. And they roll up in these massive fire trucks. They unload bags and boxes and bins. Oh, my. Of like all of these toys that Ottawa's contributed and then on the inside, we're the intake team. Yeah, we got to get to sorting <laughs> because we've got to put this into certain age groups and have it all organized so that when you go through, you grab a couple of toys for a certain age group of a kid and yeah. you pop it in a bag together so it can be delivered out. It's so stressful to me <laughs> because like everything is like meticulously organized. You know, this table is for, you know, zero to two, two to four, however the age groups are all separated. And, you know, even by um, like crafts, books all of it yeah and so you kind of go through and there's a bit of a system it's like a big toy a medium toy a book toy like that kind of thing and you have this big plastic bag and (laughs) you have to decide from the table the perfect like trifecta of presents that go together so you give each child like a wide range of options you're right right, it is a little stressful I remember being like oh my gosh I hope this kid likes this I know and then I remember like I think I hope it's like this bag like brings tears and I hope it, you know like there's so much weighing on the line so it's uh it's very cool to do it's really rewarding to do and if you ever have a chance to do it they're they accept volunteers for people yeah. to do this type of thing too so. I mean it takes a lot of hands to to make that happen <sighs> yeah 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 <laughs> for sure so all the details and again keep those uh, donations coming in right through December 16th toymountain.ca for all the drop-off locations when you think useless think of Stu hey everybody welcome welcome Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. Well, we have made many, many friends over the years through this segment because on the regular, we have a lot of contributors who text in their scores to 10-0-30 on a scale of 1 to 10, judging 
stew on his useless fact of the day. Sometimes really good scores, sometimes letting him know he tanked that one. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we get to know their funny little handles and their creative names that they send in. And one of those you may recognize is... Aaron the Trollster. Mm-hmm. Aaron loves to get Stu's goat. <laughs> he is very tough on Stu, so it's interesting. Yeah. He's uh, very funny, too. Yes, yes. He, he knows how to razz him, and Stu loves every second of it. He loves it. So Aaron threw his hat into the ring to be judged mm-hmm. and scored today okay. as our regular Trollster. And he actually sent us our useless fact that we're going to use for today because we asked you to send in anything that you have for us, and we might read it, and then you get a chance to throw your own himself on the sword. So this is what Aaron the Trollster has for us today. Here is a useless fact about something we're seeing a lot of around these days. Mistletoe. Okay, yeah. All right? Mm-hmm. So mistle thrush birds eat the plant's berries, digest the seed, and then help the plant germinate with their droppings. So the Germanic word for mistletoe literally means dung on a twig. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, really makes you want to pucker up under it, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the reason we have mistletoe is because they fertilize it with their poo, and then we kiss under it. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds all kinds of wrong now. The mistle thrush birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pooping and uh, producing for us. Have you actually ever kissed under mistletoe before? Uh, not, No. Like, yeah. I mean, just for like, you know, cute things with the kids, like, eh, you know, but like, not like, per- I don't seek it out and yeah. try to find I, I it. And- I don't even think I could tell you what mistletoe looks like. Well, it looks so different all the time. Like when we were growing up, it was like a little bell with a twig on it. <laughs> I mean, there's other ones that is like a big round ball of like, you know, foliage and berries yeah. that like, I just find like anybody could stick something over your head and say, it's mistletoe. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, just for an excuse for a kiss. So what are you going to get? Give Aaron the Trollster's useless fact today. Uh, myself, I liked yeah. it. I think I'll give it a, an eight point five this morning. Eight point five. Yeah, for the good. missile dung. I like it. <laughs> All right, let's check the scores at ten zero thirty. We have Kathy and Manowit coming in w- both with their scores. So a ten from Kathy and nine point five for Manowit. I love that Aaron the Trollster has texted in to say, I give my fact a 10 out of 10. (laughs) I don't think Stu could do better. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Very good fact. So Hall of Famer's Ghost Rider and his dad, Pierre the Dehydrated Frenchman. Poop facts are always hilarious to Ryder, so that's getting a 10 from us. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. A 9 from Cranky Craig this morning. Uh, Love it, says Connie the Wound Care Nurse, giving it a 10. Loves it. Uh, Phil G says most plants are fertilized with some form uh, or some type of poop. So uh, he says that's very weak and oh, gave it a six. You know, in all fairness. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of right. <laughs> uh, Bonnie and Yuri, the dynamic duo say this is the best. Makes me glad I'm Jewish <laughs> <laughs> and are giving it air. They're giving you a 15 out of 10. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Uh, Hall of Fame boss traveler. That is a great fact. Stu needs lessons from the trollster. Oh. I give him a solid 10. Aaron loves to hear that, yes. I'm sure. <laughs> and if you want to have your own score or your own fact judged yourself, feel mm. free to text us in your uh, useless fact at 10 30. We might use it tomorrow. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? So last night, 
was the 2022 People's Choice Awards as voted by the fans in so many different categories from your favorite TV shows, favorite movies to your favorite, you know, actors, singers, all of it. Your Taylor Swifts, your Harry Styles, you know, your regulars that snatch up these awards. (laughs) But it was a big night for Canada last night because two of our icons were being awarded the Icon Awards. So Shania Twain, first up, was the Music Icon of the Year for the People's Choice Awards. So she got up on stage and performed a medley of her hits. Ryan Reynolds, of course, happened to be in the crowd because he was about to accept his own award. And she changed the line in one of her iconic songs that you will know from Brad Pitt to Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so you're Ryan Reynolds. I don't <laughs> I love that. Uh, what do you think? You're Brad Pitt or something? And his reaction in the audience yeah. is so cute, too. He's like, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but he is so, I mean, he's such a funny guy, but he is, uh, you know, used his time up on stage to shout out so many different uh, important charities and organizations and, you know, his company, his own family, his mom, his brothers, like thanked literally everyone that he could. But uh, the cute moment that everybody loved is just how wonderful he is. Uh, as a family man and thanking his ladies at home. Blake and my girls, you are quite literally, you're my heart, you're my hope, you're my happiness. Uh, I joke that my family exhausts me, but in reality, you give me more strength than any man could possibly deserve. Aww, he's so cute. Because he is. He's just like that goofy guy yeah. who never really like shows that love right. on social media. So it's yeah. nice to see. You know, you know, d- deep down, of oh, course, gosh. they love to rib each other. Like yeah. they have the most playful like little relationship. But um, also, they have a baby coming any minute. And he said, you know, yeah. if that happens tonight, I'm going to need a couch to sleep on because <laughs> <laughs> she's about to pop. And we don't know if it's another girl, girl number four, or if it's a boy. I kind of hope it's just another girl. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Think he'd be disappointed. He is no. uh, the ultimate girl dad. So something you're going to notice with the change jingling around, maybe in your pocket if you still have some. The Royal Canadian Mint has issued a two dollar coin, so a new toonie that is featuring a black outer ring around the like the outside of the coin. Oh, that's going to be really that will stand out a lot. Oh yeah, it'll be very distinctive. I remember when they put the poppy on the yeah. corner how big a deal that was. We've never seen color on our coins before. Mm-hmm. So yes, this black outer ring on the toonie is to um, commemorate the loss of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth and her service to, you know, all during her 70-year reign. So the black outer ring is reminiscent of a mourning armband that you would see people wear on their military uniforms oh, or things okay. like that. So when they wear this black armband around their upper arm, it's to uh, signify that a friend, family, comrade, team member has passed. So uh, because this loss is being felt by millions of Canadians, the black coin will get a black mourning band around it, okay. or the $2 coin. So you're going to notice those coming into circulation uh, gradually as banks restock their supplies. And that's what's trending. Step in, Stu, Angie, and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, no doubt about it. Our shopping habits have changed. I mean, we don't traditionally see malls as busy and as packed as they used to be. We used to remember those lines snaking through the mall to get the Black Friday or the Boxing Day deals Mm -hmm. that you would head to the mall to get because that's the only place you could get them for one day only and you'd spend the entire day pounding the concrete. So because of that, Forbes magazine made a very bold statement 
that they say because of the way things are changing, the mall food court in particular is a dying breed. Really? They say it's dying. (laughs) Because people don't go and spend the entire day at the mall like they used to. Mall food is still popular. You can go get an ice cream or get a pretzel or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the actual traditional food court where you would go and sit down and congregate with your friends is not something they say people are habitually doing anymore. People don't necessarily want to sit and hang out at the food court in the mall. You know, I got to tell you, this is a new concept to me because I did not grow up doing this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When the mall is an hour away. Uh, right. You don't really hang out at the mall, and yeah. you only go to the mall with your mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's the only ride go- you have. Yeah, yeah, your mom goes to the mall with you, and uh, mm-hmm. you do stuff with her. So I never had that experience of hanging out at the mall. But I do recall when I met other kids in high school who used to do that, I was like, wow, what a cool concept. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Sounds like a great place to hang out with your friends. Yeah. I mean, here in particular, I mean, growing up here in Ottawa, and if anyone else uh, has as well, I mean, for us... The Mecca was Bayshore Shopping Center. Oh, I mean, okay. for West End kids, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, obviously, you had the Rito Center and St. Laurent, all that for East End kids. But for the West End kids, Bayshore was it. And you would go there and you would, like, wrangle a parent to drop, like, three or four of you off. And you would be going for the whole day. And then you would ask them to pick you up at, like, five because you couldn't text them. <laughs> it would just be, like, <laughs> be outside waiting for me at five. Right. And the first thing we would do, well, first we would head to the bathroom and probably put on more makeup than we were allowed to be wearing. (laughs) Tease those bangs a little bit higher. like roll the skirt up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then we would head right to the food court, try to get the prime table right in the center of it all because we knew we were camping out for a while. Maybe get that one plate of fries that we all pitched in on because we're all poor (laughs) and just park it there. But what we would do is just boy watch and look for friends and look for other people because on a Saturday, Everybody else from every other school was at the mall. Right. Okay. It was and, that was entertainment. And do you go and interact with those kids, or you you still just sit back and watch? You hoped to. <laughs> you hoped to meet boys from other schools oh, outside of your eye. own. You right. know, just okay. like more in the pool. Uh, <laughs> but you would just walk around. Yeah, you'd go into some stores and look around, but you couldn't afford anything. You wouldn't buy anything. You'd yeah. try things on, and your friends would like you know what like, but you couldn't buy anything. Uh, rarely, you know, your parent would give you like some money for an allowance, but you would blow it like on junk and (laughs) fries, obviously. (laughs) But I'm just wondering, like, like if there's other people who remember that experience of literally going to the mall for the food court, (laughs) like even at the Hazeldean Mall in Canada, people used to go to the food court because we got a Froyo place there. (laughs) And, like, that was the first one that ever popped up on our radar. And we were like, what? Frozen yogurt? What Not ice that? cream? What? Yeah. <laughs> and so everybody wanted to go to the Froyo spot at the Hazeldean Mall. And, again, you had to be seen in the food court. Well, and each, uh, you know, each mall's food court is different and has, like, their unique stores or their unique allure mm-hmm. to them. So Yeah. Well, nowadays, they've gone really fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look at the Rito Center and all the choices you have now with that food court they put in it's like five-star dining in some cases it would be easy to spend the whole day there yeah yeah (laughs) but it's like interesting that they say that it's just dying off because i think about like being a teenager like 
That would have been like the worst nightmare ever. I don't know what we would have done on Saturday. Well, do your do, do your girls ever go to the mall just to hang no, out? But they they do. Like I guess a few years ago they would, and we would drop them off, and they would walk around for a while. But like they didn't hang out in the food court like we used to do. Yeah, they'd hang out in the Lululemon or whatever. But um, looking at things that they can't afford now. <laughs> <laughs> or that I won't buy them. But anyway, I'm just wondering if anyone else remembers that food court experience growing up. Were you some of those kids that were hanging out there? If so, what were you doing? Like, what did it look like for you? Yeah. Because it's sad. I need to know what made it so special because yeah. I clearly did not experience okay. this. Actually, Stu and Connie had an experience in a food court that probably no other people have. (laughs) And we'll tell you what happened to them in a food court coming up in a couple minutes. Well, we know that the uh, food court was the it spot for kids uh, to hang out as teenagers years ago. They say it's a dying breed now. But did you know that the food court could be a very romantic place as well? Yeah. So we were talking about it, you know, Forbes magazine saying food courts are dying. But man, in the 80s, if you were a preteen or like a, you know, 13 year old kid, you were spending the entire day at like Bayshore, the Rideau Center, etc. at the food court. And so much so that I don't know if you guys remember this story. He's told it on the show like many, many times. Mm -hmm. But Stu and Connie had their very first date in the food court. At Bayshore Shop. I think, like, what a terrible spot to take somebody. In my <laughs> he opinion. took her to the food court at Bayshore Shopping Center. That's how popular the food court was to be seen and, you know, and get out there. So that's, and then I think they had some food and then they uh, went to Le Chateau and he, like, bought her a, sh- a shirt or something. I don't really? remember the rest of the story. That just they went so shopping together yeah. on their first date. First date, yeah. 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 Wow. Bold move. I guess I it worked. <laughs> Yes, it did. (laughs) And so actually what's funny is, so this year they had their 20th wedding anniversary, right? Mm -hmm. And part of that was they went back to Bayshore, I think, to the food court. To recreate their first date. Yeah. Yeah. I would wonder what the the difference was, you know, from then to now with the food court. Well, Bayshore is very different now. (laughs) Very different than it used to be, that is for sure. But I mean, it's not just in this area that I guess kids were doing this. I mean, Cheryl says, yeah, for them, Saturdays, their downtown mall in Sudbury in the early 80s, she said, uh, you know, we would go spend the whole day. They only had enough money, though, to buy plain rice with plum sauce. Oh, my gosh. That sounds <laughs> terrible. It's like you just, like, buy one thing and you make it work for six hours. Yeah. Suck just, on that Coke. For, so you don't get kicked out of, out of your prime table. <laughs> uh, Rob texted us at 10 30. He says, I remember sitting uh, similar in the, or in the food court when I was younger. And uh, in my era, West 49 was, like, the big thing. So we'd go we buy our dc shoes and then we go and put them on and sit down in the food court and our thing was new york fries oh Oh, god i remember when the new york fries came to ottawa and canada in general yeah he says my parents would give me a flip phone and said this is for emergencies only (laughs) (laughs) couldn't do much other than make phone calls uh and that was a good time yeah nice um bonnie said for them in their area of town the mecca was place orleans food court there and they would all hang out. It was so full of teenagers that Plastor Orleans at the time thought it would be a good idea to put a grand piano 
in the middle of the food court, <laughs> thinking that it would scare the teenagers off because it's fancy now. Oh, <laughs> did it work? I don't remember. <laughs> she said, she goes, they thought it would scare us off, LOL. So I guess it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, probably didn't work. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like myself, I didn't really have the, uh, the mall to hang out at. And Nick said the same thing. She said, well, I'm an Iron Prior kid here. No food court for us. The place to be seen was the video flicks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Come for the tape. Stay for the hot goss on who was going over to whose house to watch Wayne's World or Dazed and Confused. It's true, right? (laughs) You you don't know who I just saw in here. They were renting a video together. They're going to watch it. They must be an item now. Oh, my God. I love it. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, they're popping up. You might see them, our listeners in the Valley in particular. A new symbol showing up on some parking spaces. They were noticed already in Pembroke outside the OPP detachment on International Drive. So, you know, when you pull into like a baby spot or a handicap spot, they have like a painted symbol on the parking um, spot. So now some are popping up and it's a, a symbol of like a handshake. So two hands shaking. And so people are like, well, what is that for? So it is to be a community safety zone for online transactions. Oh. As we head into a busy holiday shopping season, there's a lot of people that are snatching stuff up on Kijiji or Marketplace, etc. So if you buy something online and then you have to meet someone in person to pick it up or pay for it, you can go to one of these spots in front of an OPP detachment and pull in. And this is a safety zone where you can complete your transaction, but feel safe in doing so. What a great idea because Uh you really have no idea who you're buying, especially from Kijiji on Facebook Marketplace. You can kind of creep that person on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You, before you do it, it's true. But, but I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't feel safer than being in front of a police station. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because some people say, "Oh, I'll meet you at a crowded parking lot at a yeah, mall like a, or like a or, Tim Hortons or yeah. something like that." Yeah, this is even one step better. Mm-hmm. Uh, a designated zone for that. So, uh, speaking of things Christmassy, uh, eggnog, of course, comes to mind when you think of the cocktail of the season. Some people like it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Hellman's has decided. They want to wade into these waters, and they're trying to come up with their own version of the eggnog. They're calling it, everybody, the mayo nog. Pardon? No. Don't don't break something that I love. Eggnog is great. I, I love mayo. Mayo is great. But I don't want to drink mayo. But they think that this is the uh, best experience for a holiday cocktail. It's a controversial one at that. But they have released their recipe for the frozen mayo nog. So it's basically got mayo, whole milk, cream, syrup, nutmeg, vanilla, rum, brandy, cognac. So kind of like the liquor that you would put in an eggnog, but with this creamy, noggy mayo. Okay, but like how much mayo goes into that? A quarter cup. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like maybe a teaspoon or a tablespoon. A quarter cup of mayo. And then three ounces of milk, three ounces of cream, and then like simple syrup, etc. I mean, by and large, once you get past the, the mayo, the rest mm-hmm. of the ingredients sound good. I would try it. I think I would try it. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I would try it. Here's what you do. You make it and you give it to your neighbors and don't yeah. tell them what it is. <laughs> Cheers to the mayo nog. Oh my gosh. And What's Trending is brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right. 
ahead. Let's play some Word Wars. Who are our contestants today? We have Yolanda and Angelique on the line this morning. Yolanda made it through first, so we'll let her pick her categories. And good morning, Yolanda. Hello. Oh, hello. There we go. Hello. Yolanda. Hey. Hi. Hi. She's <laughs> like, I'm here. <laughs> yelling. I can hear you guys. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, we okay. got it all figured out. Okay, so our categories this morning uh, have been... As, Sent in to us from, I can't remember to be completely honest, and I forgot to write it down. (laughs) Thank you uh, for sending in our categories. This is uh, either eggs or breakfast cereal are your options. Types Uh, of eggs, like the way you would cook eggs or breakfast cereals. I think cereal. Gonna go cereals. Okay. All right. Here we go. Another word for porridge. You're eating a bowl of... Oatmeal. Yes. Uh, snap, crackle, and paw. Uh, Kelly's Rice Krispies. Yes. Uh, and the one that had the rooster on it, you remember? Uh, uh, cornflakes? Yes. Uh, these are, you feed them to babies. They're circular. Cheerios? Yes. Uh, two scoops of... Raisins. Yeah. Uh, raisin bran. Yeah. Uh, and it's um, the game of... Uh, yeah, right. Um, okay, and again, the circular ones that babies eat because this is <laughs> here twice. I think she gets it because she already said Cheerios. Yeah. Cheerios okay. is written Honey twice. Yeah. yeah. We'll go with that one. <laughs> okay, perfect score. Amazing. Yay. Hang on the line. And we'll go to Angelique. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. So are you ready to do this? I am. Okay. Our category is going to be... Eggs. Eggs, like ways that eggs would be prepared. Okay? Okay. Okay. Here we go. In a pan. Fried. Yes. Uh, And then when you're mixing them all up, they're... Scrambled. Yes. Uh, And when you do them in water and they float... Yeah. Uh, And when you uh, do them like on a buffet table and they're all nice. Yeah. Uh, And then when you have the hollandaise sauce... Eggs Yes. Uh, and when you put a whole bunch of things in them and make it flat and then flip it over. Uh, omelet. Yes. Um, and then when you um, put them in a jar with like vinegar. Pickled. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. We have a tie. We are tied. 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 Hang on the line. line. And we're going to go to a dice roll. We did a low dice roll for the win the other day. So we'll do a high one for okay. today. So for Yolanda. What is that? An 18. Ooh, that's going to be hard to beat. Okay, and for Angelique, a five. Oh, it'll be Yolanda today. Yo! You pulled it off. We've had a lot of, like, sudden death situations. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations, Yolanda. We are sending you off to a very special SENS experience. There's still their skills competition, which is happening at the CTC January the 8th. You've got a pair of tickets to that. Amazing. Awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Are we ever going to be able to see a concert ever again without having to go through a Hunger Games battle to get tickets? 
It doesn't look like it. I thought that, you know, Ticketmaster got it slap in the face when that whole kerfuffle happened with Taylor Swift, but it seems like they've learned absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, they even have a lawsuit against them from some Taylor Swift fans who launched one um, saying that they blew it, that, you know, there's like antitrust issues there, unlawful conduct. So there's that. But in the middle of all of that, then they had to take on trying to go through this again with one of the most popular male artists on the planet in the country circle, but also very much a crossover artist, Morgan Wallen. So he announced last week that he was coming. The Capitol was freaking out. Pure country right next door to us said that they have never seen response to a concert announcement like like, like in all one. the years they've yeah. been operating to like this one there's no bigger artist in country right now so uh yesterday they announced that once again they were giving some verified fans pre-sale codes and if you were lucky enough to get one on a tuesday then uh others were waitlisted who didn't get a code and they'll potentially still get a code if there happens to be tickets left after the pre-sale. But what happened was, again, so many pre-sale codes went out. They have now canceled their general sale. That was to happen Friday morning, which is what happened in the Taylor mm-hmm. case. And now it looks like OnlyFans, the miraculous unicorns who happened to get a pre-sale code, will be the only ones to get tickets for that show. And no option for anyone else in the general public. Which is just ridiculous. Like, you had to sign up for this fan club just in order to be considered to possibly get some tickets. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking to Pure Country, and they say that literally no one in the city has said that they've managed to get this code. Yeah, they've been asking their listeners, and it seems that they haven't been able to find anyone yet that got a code. However, somehow I have two of those unicorns living with me. (laughs) So my daughters are massive Morgan Wallen fans. They all signed up for codes. All of their friends did. Their boyfriends did. Everyone. And just happened to be that one of my daughters got a code and my other daughter's boyfriend got a code somehow in this lottery. So what they have to do now is today try to go on at four o'clock, even with the code, though. There's no guarantee. Oh, there's not. No, because you're working against everybody else who was given a code. They do it staggered by city that he'll be in. So for his Ottawa show, it's four o'clock is the time that they now get into the system to try. But the system, as we saw for Taylor's, was already crashing before it even got to other people's time slots. And that's why some people were on the line waiting for Taylor Swift tickets in the queue for eight Eight hours. Hours. Yeah. So I told my girls, like, you know, be happy that you got the codes, but like, don't, this is, this isn't don't the bank end. on it. This, yeah. is, this is not a guarantee. And you are certainly not spending a ridiculous amount for these tickets. If you happen to get in and get a good price and the 300 level, go for it. But <laughs> you're not going to be one of those people that's like shelling out $600 for a concert tickets. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I've seen online that apparently they've already been upping the price of uh-huh. the tickets because they see the demand and well, people are like, I'm willing to pay anything to go see him. They designed this system because they thought it would keep out the bots and the resellers. Mm-hmm. But that no. wasn't what happened. And now the part of this lawsuit is that they said so many bots bought up the Taylor Swift tickets and then went back in and resold them, like you said, for like double the price. Yeah. And uh, Ticketmaster still gets a cut off of those ticket sales, too. Of course they do. So that's a double cut for them. So people are mad about that. And so... What's it, the way What's the way to fix that? I don't even know. I don't even know. There's no competition now because Ticketmaster mm-hmm. and Live Nation are together. So 
um, you know, gone are the days where your biggest problem was getting a lawn chair at the front of the line, camping <laughs> out, out yeah. overnight <laughs> to try to be first at the box office. Uh, now it's just chaos. Move mornings with stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? It's a note for all you Ottawa motorists who are stuck out on those roads. That have been a bit of a nightmare this morning. Um, just a note that uh, they're telling us that we can expect to see a drop in gas prices today and that they'll potentially reach their lowest point since January. Oh, great. Good thing I filled up yesterday. I know. I did a couple <laughs> of days ago, too. <laughs> since January. Like, that's almost a year yeah. low. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So if you see it, take advantage of it. Today's the day. So as of 8 a.m. this morning... Justin, Time has named their Person of the Year, Time Magazine's Person of 2022. And usually they hand out this title to someone who has affected the news or the lives for um, the better or worse and had the most global influence in the past 12 months. And this year, Vladimir Zelensky and the Spirit of Ukraine has been named the Person of the Year. No shock there. As soon as you said that, I was like, if it's not Zelensky, they made a mistake. Led his country through the war Mm -hmm. with Russia, his sleeves rolled up, never backing down or getting out himself, and just the spirit of the people, too. Not just him, but also named the Spirit of Ukraine Mm -hmm. as the People of the Year. So, also something that Time announced, this was a bit of a surprise, but good for them, they announced that their entertainer of the year, and we're in the music business, so we passed this along, was the K-pop group uh, Blackpink. I don't know who that is. Your kids might know. <laughs> I mean, they did that song with Selena Gomez. I know that ice cream truck song. That's oh, okay. You remember that one? Uh, so this is the first ever girl group to achieve this honor. Way to go, girls. Yeah. Okay. They are apparently the largest female band in the world. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Blackpink, put it on your radar, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's What's Trending, brought to you by DeFalco's for Brewers and Winemakers. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. For half a century, Dirienzo Grocery and Deli on Ottawa's Beach Street in Little Italy has been a capital favorite. You know it. You love it. But did you know that it was an eatery that was basically invented to satisfy the appetites of neighborhood construction workers back in the day? So when they opened back in 1973, it was just a grocery store. And a little bit later, when they were building the sewers through Little Italy, they shut down Champagne Street and shut Beach so they decided to start cooking for the workers, and that's how it started. So the Dirienzo family, uh, their matriarch, Lola, uh, came to Canada with her husband and family in 1967, had a magic touch for pasta, and uh, was very good with people. And her six children always helped out in the store and in the kitchen, serving their delicious foods to their valued customers. They had the lasagna, the ravioli, rigatoni, manicotti, cannelloni, you name it, they were serving it. And along with their famous sandwiches that everyone knows and loves now, they had these hot foods that you could take home. So the lineups, though, for their delis, mouth-watering sandwiches, is frequently still out the door. So Paolo Dirienzo said he's just running the business as his mother would want him to. And that is, they work hard, they give the people what they want, they never get too greedy, 
And now they're just about to celebrate their 50-year anniversary here in Ottawa. And, I mean, not a lot of family shops can say that they can go the distance like that. Yeah, the test of time like that, right? So they want to thank Ottawa and the community for their loyalty for so, so, so many years and everything that they say that Ottawa has given to them. But... Love it. You know, it's a, you know it's a good shop when. Yes. <laughs> like, if you haven't tried it, it's now on my radar to it's, go. Yeah, it's an iconic name here in Ottawa, the Deerians, for sure. And that's all the feels on Move 100.